Hello, thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Crash, the UK Geek Podcast, episode 425, recorded on Tuesday the 25th of January 2022 at 2307.03. I do apologise for any extra sounds you're going to hear. I'm going to try and edit them out later but I can no longer wait to do this pod. And we are finally back. There was a short hiatus. I'm still in the midst of that rebranding, but I couldn't wait any longer. The only real thing I've done recently is slightly changed the cover art for this pod and the shorter iTunes description, something you usually don't even see. There are also going to be some content changes, as well as the redesign and probable retitle of the podcast. Ah, I'm very caffeinated up. I tweeted out that I was about to start the pod and then the noise started, but, you know, I'm not going to delay the pod anymore. The tweet that says... I'm about to start the pod, should match the time signature of the start of this episode. Just a little meaningless trivia for you. We're in the pre-show section. Do you remember me complaining about swollen feet in pod 424? I decided to get some exercise since then, and it made me feel better. By exercise, I mean walking around locally. But after such a lengthy period of inactivity, it led to the strangest nap I've had for a while on Saturday afternoon. After watching two-thirds of Marvel's Eternals at three minutes past eight in the evening on Saturday the 22nd, I woke up from the most crazy, colourful, wild, weird, hallucinatory dream, or set of dreams, really. They featured a sinister, but luxurious, mansion-like, black, marble-floored halls of residence of a fictional university. I don't know where I got the name of this university from. But in my dream, it was Lhasa University. Wouldn't it be surprising if that place actually existed? There was bits of Doctor Who, because of course there was bits of Doctor Who in my dream. James Bond. There was a Cybermat invasion. Although in the dream, I called them Cybertrackers. Don't know what that was about. Eternals, of course, featured... And techno, quite a lot of techno and rave and industrial because I've been watching quite a lot of synth videos on YouTube. Every now and again I have the desire to make better music than I'm capable of just strumming my banjolini. And I always look at synths because they fascinate me, but the learning curve looks steep, so I don't know. And of course, there's that new Pollyann Tracker thing. 
Trackers also fascinate me, but I don't know one end of a tracker from another. I've downloaded Fast Tracker 2, but can't make head or tails of it. I really need to read a tutorial or something. Where was I? I went off on a tangent there talking about synthesizers. And not just synthesizers, those combo synthesizer, drum machine, hardware DAWs. Ah, what are they called? Groove boxes? Sorry, went off tangent again. Drooling at tech. As I was saying, I had that really strange and disorientating dream. It all hit me in the face like old school techno rave graphics. Who were the people who did things like that? What were they called? VJs instead of DJs? Is that still a thing? Yeah. I saw Phosphine's grids, the works, in this set of loosely linked dreams. I don't put too much significance because they seem very connected to the things in media that I've been consuming. But it was fascinating and interesting just slipping in and out of a hypnagogic state. My eye, yes, my eye is still giving me problems. That's my right eye. I'm no doctor, but... The state of it looks and feels like psoriasis, and if you've had psoriasis, I have. I've had minor psoriasis at the back of my head. It isn't something you'd wish on your worst enemy. It is a nasty, unpleasant condition. The itching is unbelievable. It's like nothing you've ever experienced before. Believe me, it's a lot worse than eczema, and I've had eczema as well. Back to that eye. I tried not to scratch at my eye and really scratch my eye out over the past few days and especially this morning as I waited for a call from an ophthalmologist after 45 minutes of holding for my GP earlier. I was eventually triaged by an NHS person. I don't know if it was a consultant or an ophthalmologist or just someone with an expert system on the screen in front of them, they recommended seeing a pharmacist, two more over-the-counter medications. I've already got one that did not work and, in fact, burned my eye. And if that still doesn't work, I should, again, try calling my GP and insisting on an appointment because it could be dermatological and the number my GP gave me, this number at the NHS, only deals with eye problems. Great. I couldn't get an appointment, I spoke to the wrong person, and I still probably need an appointment. What a pain in the ass! Ah. And then we've also got that thing where apparently a considerable number of NHS staff are unwilling to take the vaccine, what the hell? People, you need to show a good example for the rest of us. Well, I'd say the rest of us. 
I've taken all my vaccine doses, so have the rest of my family, so I'm assuming are my listeners, who I think are probably, I'm guessing if they listen to this, believers in science? So why would NHS staff decide that they don't need the vaccine? And we all saw that clip of that doctor on TV whining on about how he doesn't need the vaccine. They need the vaccine. Everyone needs the vaccine. I think there are some people, a minuscule number of people in the UK who for real medical reasons cannot be vaccinated. But that number is exceedingly low. Everyone else needs to take the vaccine and stop whining. Oh. That was turning into a rant. Let's talk about culture. I finally saw Eternals. Wow, that took a long time to get onto streaming. Yeah, I didn't see it at the cinema. It was also offered on IMAX, although I'm not sure if it was playing in IMAX anywhere in the UK. I didn't check. I haven't really looked at cinema listings for a very long time now which frankly is a little sad, but we're not quite ready to go back. So what else can you do but wait for streaming? Eternals is the latest of the Marvel MCU movies. Maybe that's Spider-Man No Way Home. Hmm, Haven't seen that yet. In Eternals, we have superpowered beings, the Eternals, who are sent to Earth by a celestial, which is a kind of god. This celestial's name is Arashem, and he has sent them on a mission to watch over the planet Earth until the birth of the celestial Tiamat. That is their mission, and that is why they haven't interfered in anything like the whole Thanos debacle. That is, until they discover that the human race that they are protecting is only there to power up the fetal celestial, and the birth of Tiamat entails the utter destruction of the planet. Can they save the human race? That is what the film is about. Although this is really an ensemble cast. I would say that Emma Chan is the lead, and it is good to see other Asians in the cast as well. Don Lee, Ma Dong Siok, is Gilgamesh, and there's also Kumal Nanjiani, and I suppose his sidekick, Harish Patel, the latter two's Bollywoodness is greatly appreciated and very funny, especially Harish Patel. Funny guy. Don Lee is an actor I've talked about before. An extremely charismatic and intimidating actor. Angelina Jolie surprisingly was not the lead. I thought from the trailers 
and some of the posters back in 2021 that Angelina would be the lead and she would play it with some weird accent and none of that happened. Instead, she did a great job at portraying a sort of superhero allegory of Alzheimer's. The leader of the Eternals was played by Deaf Woman, and there is also an openly gay male couple, gay on-screen kiss and all. Apparently, this made the headlines before the release of the movie, something I didn't really pay attention to at the time. And the movie was banned in several countries. Come on, several countries, what is wrong with you? This is the 21st century, last time I looked. Get over it. It is laudable that the Marvel Cinematic Universe finally took a risk with their wallets and did this. So I'd say it's fairly inclusive, fairly representative, and most importantly of all, it's not a bad realisation of Kirby's weirdness. The depiction of the celestial Arishem is awesome. He's like this. I say he. I'm not sure what gender it is, but it's got a male voice. It, I suppose. And it is absolutely humongous. It's like a giant ancient robot with six eyes and it's red. It is fascinating and huge and mecha-like. On the other hand... The film is very, very long. It is too long. That is why I needed a nap two-thirds of the way through. Oh, there's a train going by. I'm sorry, I've got to pause this again. Okay, that should be okay now. The other thing is, why do the Eternals have regional human accents? And I'm not just talking about in the present day. I mean, when they first come to Earth, thousands of years ago, they've got... Irish, English, American accents. What the hell's up with that? (laughs) Maybe time travel was involved. From a Marvel Comics education point of view, I'm glad we're digging deep into a part of the Marvel Universe I know little about. The post-credit scene showed us that we're going to see an addition to the Avengers, and that is Black Knight. Though, Black Knight? Really? Okay, they've retconned him to be an English bloke, played by Kit Harrington. But what I want to know is, when are we getting a Captain Britain? That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure... Marvel are keeping Captain Britain in their back pocket. (laughs) That's a weird metaphor. Come on, Marvel. Brian Braddock. Captain Britain. Let's see him on the screen. That was the one big geek thing that I consumed. 
since last we spoke, I did also give the new ITV drama Trigger Point a go. It's probably too late to mention that I always have massive spoilers in the media that I talk about, but massive spoiler alert. Trigger Point stars the excellent Adrian Lester, the cool guy from Hustle, from quite a lot of things on British TV. In this drama about bomb disposal experts, the last bomb disposal expert drama I can remember on British TV was Danger UXB, which was incredibly popular. I'm surprised that they haven't brought something back sooner, what with all the actual bomb threats. Adrian Lester has been making the rounds, doing the whole media circus thing, promoting the show, when he knew full well that his character would be blown to bits in the first episode. And that is what happens. That is how the first episode ends... Adrian Lester, (laughs) the best character, gets utterly blown to smithereens. When that happened, I thought to myself, I'm out. If Adrian Lester isn't in this, neither am I. (laughs) Oh, man. It reminds me, actually. If you're a Luther fan, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably are. Luther... If you're not from the UK, it's a, I suppose you could call it loosely a police drama, but what it really is, is a horror torture porn thriller. Luther is getting a big screen remake as a film. I don't know what they're going to do in that film. I'm supposing it's a whole new adventure. I hope it is. I hope it isn't a rehash of the old Luther stuff. But that should be good. Hopefully Neil Cross will also be writing it. I can't see how he wouldn't be, but who knows? Who knows the ways of big screen adaptations? And that is all I really have to talk about today. I'm not sure what happened in previous pods, whether I have stupidly said that the next pod that you hear will be Doctor Who, Destiny of the Daleks. Obviously is isn't. It is this episode. Just the general geek chill-out session. I am recording the Destiny of the Daleks episode tomorrow. So if you're a vintage Doctor Who fan, or just a Doctor Who fan in general, please make sure you listen to that, download it, subscribe, like, review, rate, all that good stuff. All of it helps get the pod to the people who like it most. That really is it. I don't have anything else to say. I did not do that much geeky stuff over the past week. I've just been feeling too under the weather, physically, emotionally, the whole thing. It's just been a bit much for me. I am back now, though. I got myself 
ready for the pod earlier today. I had the notes ready and everything, but just to give me that extra boost before doing the show, a couple of hours earlier I had a caffeinated beverage. God, I really hope there's some of that left. I could do with a bit of a pick-me-up right now. And just a few minutes before the pod, I cranked up my speakers and fired up my YouTube disco playlist. That was quite excellent. I was uh, bopping around the studio with my bobble hat. (laughs) Bouncing around on my head. I looked like a ripe burk. But it was fun. Ah, disco. And... Disco is actually relevant to Destiny of the Daleks, as you'll find out. But you know what? I'll make any excuse to make Disco relevant to the thing that I'm doing at the time, because I love Disco. I don't think that's a conflict, because I also like metal, I like rock, I like prog, I like space rock, I like punk. like a bit of folk, like a tiny bit of country. I just realised I like everything, which is what happens when you get older. You like a lot of different things. It doesn't mean you like everything. You're very selective about the things you like. But you also don't limit yourself to one genre. At least I don't. Can you hear that? My voice is croaking up. (laughs) Mm Hmm. I don't really have anything else to say. I suppose I could tell you uh, about my mic at the moment. I'm back on the SM58. Sorry, if you're wondering why I'm digressing and tangenting all over the... Tangenting? Is that actually a verb? It's because I've decided to give at least half an hour of my time per pod. As long as I make it over half an hour, that feels like a pod of sufficient length. But it can mean that it sounds like I'm waffling a bit. Honestly, I'm not waffling. I do have something to say. Yeah, I'm back on the SM58. I do like the sound of my 8875R. But as I have probably already said, it is so hard to edit because... It has quite a harsh top end, which for some voices works, but for me, as you can hear, my voice is all spitty and clicky. It is a little bit of a nightmare. And also, the 8875R doesn't record until 90 hertz, which again emphasizes is the top end. And bear in mind, my process of making the pod is running it through the levelator which also scoops out the lows which can make that shotgun mic sound a bit overly boosted in the treble range my sm58 though is quite bassy notoriously bassy which is good i suppose i was going to put the sm7b on a stand But, although it is a great mic, 
I'm worried that it will pick up more environmental noise because it's got an extended high end. My SM58, on the other hand, of all the mics I have, including the Behringer XM8500, a really excellent mic if you're looking for a budget mic, it's under £20, is good at isolating your voice from environmental sounds and noise. And it's very good at rejecting handling noise as well. I know this all sounds like a bit of a cliche, but it does seem like a good mic, and so does the SM7B. There is one thing that I don't like about the SM58, though. It does seem to be a tiny bit noisier. Yeah, I've just gone on for about five minutes singing its praise. Now I'm saying it's noisier, but it's all a balance. It's difficult to find a mic that does everything well. Oh yeah, and the other thing I wanted to mention is that I've changed my mic's XLR cable because the connector was a bit clunky and hard to put in and out and I had a different cable which was a little easier to attach. And what I've found is that the old cable in Fetching Purple, which was the colour that I used to indicate mic one, my mic, is slightly noisier than this new cable. Both are no-name cables, but there you are. I've got three decibels less hiss with this cable. Strange. So if you're getting a bit of extra noise, check your cable. Sorry about that little digression. Back to the show. Yes, we were in the after-show section. I was just waffling on about mics. As is my want. But now I've actually finished. Oh, I've found my can of caffeinated beverage. It was just to my left. What an idiot. I didn't even see it. Ah, yes, it is still about a quarter full. Just enough to energise me so that I can make it upstairs to bed. Thanks for joining me tonight. It has been a pleasure. I hope it's been a pleasure for you as well. The show is made by me, as if you needed to be told that. My name is Roy Matur. I'm a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Though rating and reviewing it on Apple Podcasts is probably the best thing you can do for me. Also remember to recommend it to a friend or enemy, mortal or otherwise, or click on the contact or support link on the website. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show. Yes, look, I've already said at the beginning of this show that I'm changing the branding. Thank God. Just give me time. This is the UK Geek Podcast for science fiction, fantasy, and horror aficionados. This was episode 425, 
recorded on Tuesday the 25th of January 2022 and the time at the end of the show is 235042 42 How geekly is that Thanks for listening and bye bye for now bye